This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting, but yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hey, good news. We're doing round two of Comedy Fantasy Camp. I'll be there. Jay Leno's coming back. John Lovitz, Caroline Ray, Trevor Wallace, and many, many more. February 29th through March the 3rd. And this time, we're all getting down at the world-famous Comedy Store. This will sell out as the last one did. Get your tickets now. Go to ComedyFantasyCamp.com for more information or give them a call. 888-762-2263. Join Adam Carolla and Jay Leno for Comedy Fantasy Camp Part 2. Call 888-762-2263. 888-762-2263 or visit ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Carolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the truth. Dr. Drew's board first, first, third, life physician and a Dr. Bricker specialist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the love boat. Yeah, you're on the love boat. That's right. We got a lot of deep dive today oh, on love man. boat. But oh, before, man. before we go, before mm. we go, I got to complain about my shoulders. Mm. So I had a procedure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been, I destroyed my shoulders by lifting heavy weights, you know, my whole life. And I knew it was coming and I've avoided it forever. And uh, mm-hmm. I intentionally did not get MRIs and things because I knew it'd be bad. And yes, it I was. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would lead me to, to surgery, which I didn't want. And uh, I found something intermediate I could do that's a big deal right now, which is having stem cells harvested from your own body and then mm-hmm. injected mesenchymal stem cells, which are the ones that go specifically to bone and joint and cartilage and whatnot. And uh, sur- first of all, surgeons have a uncanny way of describing things, uh, making things sound easy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we just take a little fat, then we take a little bone marrow, and then we just put, mm-hmm. put it and inject it in your shoulder. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, five hours on the table. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Anesthesia most of that time. Uh, and God damn it. They did a huge liposuction on me to get that fat. I, and that's been the most painful part. My abdomen is killing me. Mm. And... Uh, and you know, so I have to just take it easy. And I've been just—I do so poorly with anesthesia and with um, 
tissue damage. Every time I just think to myself, oh my God, I just can't do surgeries because both the anesthesia and the tissue issues just, you know, as you always say, I'm a fucking pussy and that's the way it goes. It's funny. I was talking to Adam, you guys, Emmy, I was talking to Adam on the phone and he go, I go, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, this is tough for me. And he goes, oh, oh, you, oh, it's you. Oh crap. Oh no. It's going to be a disaster. And I thought, yeah, he's absolutely right. Well, I mean, it really does make you have to ask with you and, and others. And I, I must say I am far from sympathetic <laughs> and or empathetic because I... <laughs> you have no experience with this, for one no, thing. No, I... No, I... Here's what I kind of realize. You know, you see a dolphin and it's swimming in the ocean and um as you were pointing out to yeah. me the other day you yeah. were looking at dolphins yeah. you know yeah. and i'm kind of like the dolphin and i go <laughs> oh this is wonderful you know and then you climb into the ocean and you go oh it's so cold it's so cold and i go oh come on it's wonderful yeah. you know what i mean you go but i'm experiencing yeah cold yeah you know yeah and then i go Come on, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. Wait, I've been in here for hours. I live here. It's it's nothing, you know. And you go, you're, no, it's so it's cold. Like, you're a fucking dolphin. So I go, well, there's something wrong with you. Uh, yeah. But here's the problem: uh, we're both dolphins, mm. and you're still experiencing the cold. Mm. And I'm that way, you know. People are, you know. I get first off, women, kids, now humanity. You uh, know what I mean? You know the the thing about. You know, I, I I have a headache, and I think it's because I underhydrated or I overhydrated or I ate food that we, yeah. with peppers in it or something. And I'm always like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, like, oh, come on. Yeah. And the, the problem with me being sympathetic is I'm right probably 90% of the time when people are talking about how something made them feel you know. Also, by the way, it doesn't help me when you go, oh, when you just went, oh, it's you. I thought, oh, fuck, yeah, it is me. God damn it. And uh, that's yeah, it. So we're, some, we're, we I were mean, done. We were done with the conversation. A lot of it is uh, obviously a, a wiring. And then the other part of it is just a, kind of an emotional homeostasis or stance or Let, let me push something. back a little bit, though, because I'm someone that pain does not bother me. I have mm-hmm. no problem with pain. I mean, I'm not one of those people at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm somebody that likes like stressing my body with yes. running and exercise mm-hmm. stuff. What I and and this just just knocks the shit out of me. I literally like I can't. I I want to get out of bed. I can't. It's like it, it's just I will go yeah. to the floor trying to get out of the bed. And it's like that, and I hate it. And really, the problem is that because I hate it so much, I bring it up. And that's the part you don't like. I should just get through it. I just go through it, which is well, true. I don't know. You know, I I, I think as I, as I look back on my life, uh, early life, my discomfort level was so high mm. all the time mm. that I got used to a kind of a baseline of discomfort. Yeah. I would say be like living with a disability. Yeah. Like, you know, the the person that is, you know, confined to a wheelchair and it's kind of before the amenities, the, the lifts and the special vans and the ramps yeah, yeah. and stuff. And you just kind of get used to, Mis- oh, you're... Misery. <laughs> um, well, not so much misery, but like you're in a wheelchair and it's in this country and it's the 50s and you're rolling across the crosswalk and you hit a curb. There's no ramp. 
You know what I mean? So you get used to some technique where you have to flop out and pull it over the top and then flop yourself back in. And after a while, it just becomes a kind of shorthand. Yeah. And then that's your baseline. You know, this is, these are the obstacles. This is your life. You know, every, every time the weather would get cold, I was cold. When the weather got hot, I would be hot, you know, trying to sleep at night, you know, just kind of just, just sleep was a, was a, was a sort of low grade misery. Never really had the comforter or the bedding or the fan or the air conditioning or the heat or whatever it was. It was always just kind of this kind of a frontier life, but in modern, yeah, in modern times, you know, I lived on a porch and the porch just had two by four ceiling joists, which is a, if your room has ceiling joists that are under a two by six, that's a bad, <laughs> a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Cause it means it's about a four foot run. You know what I mean? Like you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't span six foot with yeah. a, with a two by four, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just look up and see the two by four in the bottom of the plywood, <laughs> which meant no, no insulation. Yeah. So my porch was whatever the temperature was outside. Yeah. Ostensibly. Yeah. And, I just had a blanket, the same one for winter, the same one for summer, the same. There was no ceiling fan. There was no air conditioner. There was no anything, space heater. So whatever it was outside is just whatever it was on the porch. And then you'd have to just kind of adapt. You know, during the summer months, you just lay spread out on top of the blanket. And the winter months, you'd ball yourself up and, you know, cocoon yourself with the blanket. Just kind of, and then you'd get up and you'd, there was nothing to eat and then you'd walk to school, you know, whatever the temp, it never had a good jacket or never, you know, it was never, I, ne- I was never adapted the elements. I'd never yeah. really had gloves or yeah. beanie or anything. And then there was just kind of, I mowed through the first 25 years of my life that way. And so then I got used to a kind of baseline of discomfort. And well, so when I, I guarantee you there's something to that in the sense that one of the things that was documented about feral children that mm-hmm. lived outside, they don't feel cold very well. They just don't. Oh, yeah. Just well, don't you really better eliminate that stuff yeah. fast. I mean, otherwise, your you're just, never going to bed. Right. The brain just sort of takes it out. Right. So now when people are saying like, oh, my, you know, I'm so exhausted because I had to drive to Vegas from L.A. or something, I go, exhausted? What are you exhausted for? You know, you know what I'm like? It's so, yeah. but speaking to the feral child is saying, you know, oh, the ceiling fan was on the fritz last night or something. It's like ceiling yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You got a, you got a roof above you. Well, they've you know what I mean? Blanket. Blanket. A blanket. Jesus. Right. So I guess I grew up, and I also grew up with no tending to, you know, like I I realize now my son gets sick and it's like, oh, there's soup being made and there's medication being flown in and people (laughs) checking on him every 10 seconds. It was just kind of gutted. You just sort of gutted out. Which is not a bad thing, by the way. Which part? The gutting it out, pushing through. I mean, listen, that's what you put me on notice of when you said, "Oh God, it's you!" Oh shit! And I went, "Yeah, I don't want to be that." Yeah. And uh, but but by the same token, I would say the way I'm. Exp- Let me just defend the way I'm experiencing this. Like I was watching Monday Night Football last night. I mm-hmm. was enjoying myself, and at about eight thirty, I I couldn't I couldn't 
watch. I was falling asleep there. I went to bed and slept till eight in the morning. I, not because I wanted to. I didn't mm. want to. I did, really did not Fell want asleep to sleep watching Monday Night Football. It was a good game. It's a good too. game. I know. I had to leave in the third quarter. Fourth oh, quarter. Drew! Right? I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Hang. started. I know. I know. All right. Who so won, love boat. I don't even know who won. Love boat. Jags. No, the I, other game. I was watching the other one. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about then. Love boat. All right. Uh, so. Uh, I tried to. All right. What other game were you watching on Monday night? Uh, the Jackson. Uh, I was watching. I can't even remember what the fuck I was doing. Last Jacksonville night. Jaguars. That was the other one. That was the other. Oh, game, there's right? two Monday night. There, games? Yeah, there was. That's what I said too. There were two Monday night games last night. It was Miami and Jacksonville was one game. Yeah. I was watching. Jesus, what's wrong with my brain? I think you're making this up. No. Look, look. Two Monday night games. Check the day. Or maybe I was watching. No, no, because they were putting the Jacksonville game in a small box up in the corner periodically. Hmm. Uh, and all right, help me. How bad I was last it's night. Miami, Tennessee, and then New York oh, and Packers. I'm Packers. sorry, Miami and Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, the Packers played too. Oh, Packers all right. Played, I stand corrected. They, sorry. Hang on, they played uh, New York Giants. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was yeah. Tennessee and, yeah. and Miami? That was the barn burner. All right, go ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, so watching Love Boat as I commonly do, mm-hmm. and caught an episode with uh, Jimmy Osmond, who is mm-hmm. a young Osmond. I think he's is he younger than Donnie at this yes, point? Yes, he's or? the youngest Osmond. Youngest Osmond. He must be. You're looking at a picture of now. What would you say? Could he drive a car? I haven't heard him talk. It's 70s fashion. He's wearing a tuxedo, so it kind of throws you off uh, a little. But he, he definitely looks young. I, I, I put him at 15. Let's say he's 15 well, or 16. Well, look, the, sorry, Drew, but yeah. the way you have to do this stuff is what I do because I respect my audience. Okay. And I'm into show prep. Okay. I'll always go look up the year Jimmy Osmond was born, the year the episode came out. So at first I can establish how Can old the, that, Emmy? the actor was. What year was this filmed, and how old, when was Jimmy Osmond born? Yes, and you, you should have math. done that, Drew. I should Come have on. done that. You're right. I didn't even think to, frankly. Because you're basically trying to speculate, is he 15, is he 18? Well, but even so, I think the point of this thing... Now, the character. Yeah. How old was the character the supposed character, to be? The character, these were high school kids. Okay, because normally they do a thing where it's like, oh, he's trying to get his driver's license, yeah, yeah. or his high school's like taking a field trip on the love boat. No, or he something. and his buddy were on this trip. You know? As what? Can't remember. I didn't, <laughs> didn't do the prep for that. You're- well, he and his buddy... Look, every, every episode has three premises, has yeah. three storylines. People come on. They come on as the newlywed couple, or they come on as the newly divorced, confirmed bachelor, the newly divorced. The newly divorced are always surprised to see their ex is taking the same cruise, (laughs) and they're staying in the same cabin next door. Next door. Sometimes Sometimes the same cabin. Sometimes Sometimes the same cabin. Um, It was uh, funny. It says Donnie is eighteen in this. <laughs> there can there can be no more thoughts conveyed. Jimmy, Jimmy, that's we're looking for Jimmy. That's uh, but they, maybe they mean Jimmy is okay. eighteen. Okay. But uh, he's eighteen in this. Well, Donnie Osmond is a few years older than Jimmy, so we if, we glean nothing mean, from yeah. that comment. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, from that piece of information. But again. Yeah. It's a new world order where you can't really <laughs> convey ideas. Well, not you can, not on the first, not on the first go round. I want to have a bigger conversation about this, but now do they have it? All right, no. Uh, Jimmy is twenty in this. 
I don't know how he got two years older than Donnie, but Donnie could have been a miss, miss type. There's no way this kid's 20. All right, well, listen, Drew, you got to do your prep. Yep, I I do do my my fault. It's my fault. It is your fault. It is my fault. but uh, in any event, it just—you know what it was? It, it, I didn't expect necessarily to talk about it on the show, but I should have. I, I just wanted to share with you how fucking bizarre the 70s were mm-hmm. when what appears to be a 15-year-old male is uh, suddenly not just making out with a— how old would you be? We're looking at the woman, too, now. How would you peg her? Well, look, there's, there's two types of 40. There's that—you know, there's a— 40s, nothing now for right. women, and then 40 then was an older woman. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was a that was a big deal. And by the way, to be fair to you, Drew, Jimmy Osmond could have been 20 filming this because I'm guessing this thing is from 1980. Yeah. He was born in 1965, oh, 19, 1960, but he still could be playing a 15 year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. In any event, but you don't know why it was on the boat. I can't. Remember. I didn't. I just. It, I wasn't watching the episode. To tell the truth, it, just this scene. Oh, my come on! Eye. But Drew, you have to back. I know. I deconstruct. know. I know. I should All be right. ready. We can, we can put it off till next week. <laughs> I'll go do my study. But in any event, uh, the woman to me seemed to be in her thirties, uh, and it, it was. Uh, Emmy, how would you? Put, how what would you put this woman at? Look at her. And the fact that they are not just making out, they're going to have sex. Late 30s? Yeah, that's, what yeah. I, that's where I'd put her. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let the antics ensue. So, watch this scene. And the, the, there was this weird conceit, which I also had trouble following, where <laughs> the, you know, they, they were putting Jimmy up to something, and the other boyfriend, the other his buddy, attacks her, and she won't have anything to do with that. And then he comes in and apologizes for the attack of his buddy. All so, right. Here we go. Why don't you take off your jacket and get comfortable? Sure. Saxophone music. <laughs> funny. It's funny. Have a seat. I don't know what's funny. But... Guys were either super horny or super uncomfortable Sorry about having the sex. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you sit on the bed? Introducing the hot. Oh, the <laughs> There's a lot of that. Sit down next to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The the two. It's sort of vaudevillian. Either the guy was super amorous and super worked up and super horny, or he was like, uh, uh, uh. But, but not just worked up and super horny, like a Tex Avery wolf. Yes. You know, with his eyeballs Avery popping wolf. out. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a hawooga sign as yeah. he comes into the room. It's so ridiculous. Okay. All right, here it is. <laughs> So, um, how long have you been teaching? Oh, not very long, but I love it. (laughs) I love it. I don't know what kind of student I'm going to be. Don't worry. I've got something here for you that will make it a lot easier. Uh, oh no, uh, I don't realize what time it is if you wanted to get to bed early. I'll take a bed check. (laughs) Brain check. Yeah, well, this there you go. The Drew, you didn't do your prep. Yeah. You did not prep. Five. All right, so he's uh, in. High, he's playing a high schooler yeah. Yeah. in this, and she's trying to seduce him. Yeah, and she does. They have sex. Well, how do you know? You didn't watch the episode, Drew. Well, I watched that scene. This wasn't the scene that <laughs> got me. I didn't even know about scene? this scene. I, this, here's the scene. Here's the scene. All right. 
Is that Aaron, Aaron Gray? Is that Aaron Gray? I'll level with you. We had this crazy idea that you were supposed to be my birthday present. What? You mean I was supposed to be your... <laughs> oh, now that's funny. Yeah, I guess it is kind of funny. Now I know why you ran out on me last night. Yeah. But it, uh, it wasn't because I didn't like you. It's because I do. I like you, too. Maybe I could still be your birthday present. When we get to know each other better. Much better. I think I know a good way to start. Nobody knows that name who's listening. I thought Aaron popular. would have been younger than that. But younger? I don't know. All right, let me tell you about our friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with Bill Browder, who uncovered a massive fraud inside the Russian government and took on one of the most powerful men in the world, Vladimir Putin. Well, I was sitting there down 90%. They were going to steal my last 10 cents on the dollar. So I took a decision which nobody had ever taken before, which was to take on one of the oligarchs. I did. I fought back big time. Sergei and I exposed the crime. The same people who Sergei testified against arrested him and then tortured him to try to get him to withdraw his testimony. He was really a man of steel. On the morning of November 17th at 7.45 a.m., I got the call from Sergei's lawyer, and it was the most horrifying, life-changing, soul-destroying news that I could have ever gotten. For more on how Bill Browder continues to fight for change while being a thorn in the side of Vladimir Putin, check out episode three, which is one of the most popular episodes of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All right. Erin played a superhero or something, wasn't she? Or what was her, I forget her She was thing. in Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers, I, yes. As I, I think. There was... Now, there was a whole bunch of schlocky outer space shit in yeah. the 70s and yeah. 80s, yeah. and I washed my hands with all of it immediately. Like, <laughs> I felt that way about Star Trek. I felt that way about any intergalactic whatever. I, I just had an aversion to it. Uh, I was just like, not watching this, not interested. Uh, immediately. Interesting. And, and I never really was. Because it was, was. so schlocky? Because it was so weirdly cardboardy? It, it felt schlocky, yeah. you know, like Star Trek always felt schlocky to me. Um, it didn't live in any familiar place for me, you know, it just didn't, you know, it's like I, I you know, I could find myself watching All in the Family or Sanford and Son or something and it lived somewhere that yeah. seemed, oh, he's in South Central and they're in Brooklyn or something or yeah, Queens yeah. or something. and. I don't know the outer space stuff uh, along even up even through Star Wars and all that kind of stuff it just 
it never felt it. And also it seemed like there wasn't any rules mm. because we didn't know what the technology is, you know, right. like somebody would be firing space lasers and they'd go, uh, put on virtual shields and a yeah. ring would go around the yes. thing. And then I was like, Oh, will you have a shield that'll go around your spacecraft? Yes. So no missiles can hit it, you know? And then, but then it would fail. You could just throw in whatever you needed for the story to keep going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it didn't, yeah where, whereas, you know, if you're watching uh, Bonanza and the bad guy was firing a six shooter, you couldn't go, Hoss, get your lariat out and spin it around you. You know, that's, you'd go, well, that's not going to stop a bullet. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, like there were gravity, literally, yeah, yeah. like it kind of. There were physics. Yeah, physics there just didn't seem to be rules. So yeah. they could just sort of make up stuff as they went. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I didn't yeah. I didn't buy that. Yeah. Like I I was not a fan of it, I have to admit. But I eventually got attached to the characters, right? Mm-hmm. Say in Star Trek. That that at least I, I could get into. Well, is Aaron Gray in that episode or not? No. Not then, finding her. Then who was that? Who was the lady friend who did, looked exactly have, like did, Aaron Gray? Did we have Aaron Gray on Loveline over the years? We had Aaron, uh, the other Aaron. Moran? <laughs> From Happy Days? Wait a minute. Is she Is she Joel no. Gray's daughter? No, no. That's Aaron. Joel, no, that's, no, 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 no. All I'm right. confusing Now you're, you're getting everyone confused. Because the, the gray is what's getting me. Yeah, but yeah. All right. I'll figure out that one. Joel Gray, no. We had her. We definitely yes, had her. Yes, she, that's dirty dancing. Yes, dirty dancing. Yes, right. we did not have gray. this one. No, I don't think. Well, this one is an Aaron Gray, according to Amy. Well, I mean, who, if it had been Aaron it? Gray, I'd Karen Copkins. Karen Copkins. Copkins. Hmm. Copkins. <coughs> who looks exactly like Aaron Gray. She does. I agree. All right, that's her. Um, so now, all right, you have you have something to share. Well, I have one. I was watching a great one. I was watching uh, The Love Boat where, okay, so, so, doctor, I love anything to do with Dr. Bricker, with Adam Bricker. <laughs> Bricker right? And I knew the end, it would drive me crazy. And Adam Bricker's, um, Adam Bricker's doctor, his, 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 the brilliant surgeon. Remember the, remember that was a storyline, the a uh, thing, brilliant yeah. surgeon? Yes. He's a brilliant surgeon. Yes. There were know? surgeons and then there were brilliant surgeons. Yeah, and you don't really hear about the- No, because they're all kind of trained the same. <laughs> the <laughs> brilliant surgeon anymore. But he was a brilliant surgeon and he came on and he was, I don't know what Emmy's doing over there, but he came on and- I'm distracted by the, what's going on in the next yeah. uh, across the glass. That's all right. We'll figure it out. Somebody's delivering something or doing something, and I somehow know. Amy's. See, you, you complain about me being distracted. No, it's how not, dare you? It's not. It's, <laughs> it, it is sort of dramatic. What's going on in there? Everybody's They're just pointing like pointing and, and talking, yeah. talking, <laughs> pointing. But <laughs> it would distract but, me too. Amy, tell the guy to hold on for five minutes or find somebody else to figure it out. Sure. What's okay. going on? This is A.V. Ed's uh, guy. He's oh, here to AV fix Ed's the cameras, guy. the alarm, everything, but oh. there's no one here but me to tell him. So we're oh, but isn't to... Chris in the next room? He's sitting right here. Oh. He well. doesn't have any idea why he's here. I know, but just tell him, ah, oh, whatever. Right now we're just focusing on the cameras. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and work on the alarm. <laughs> there you go. That'll buy us eight minutes, and then <laughs> then we'll uh... go on with the show. Or not. Or not. I, okay. Okay. I... 
So we're going to see the billion surgeon come on the ship. Yes? I know. I show ends in five minutes. Just just tell that person to leave and go have a cup of coffee. So here comes Dr. Bricker. Dr. Akers. Bricker? Brilliant surgeon. It can't be. Adam Bricker, the boy wonder? What on earth are you doing here? Well, I finally found a way to combine business with pleasure. I'm the ship's doctor. Oh, are you really? Dr. Gore, it's good to see you again. Good to see you again. I see you've already met Julie McCoy. Yes, yes, Mmm, I can still taste that chili you used to make. Well, that's the longest case of heartburn I've ever heard of. A lot of heartburn humor <laughs> back then, right? Of course. Well, you could see where I ended up. What about you? Are you still chief surgeon at City Hospital? Uh-oh, of course. No, no, no. I'm uh, no longer practicing. Here's... Uh-oh. Actually, I had nothing to say about it. It seems our car got into a slight misunderstanding on the freeway with a station wagon. So... Plastic. Naturally, I had to retire. Well, what good's a doctor who can't play golf? Doctors in golf humor. We'll be seeing each other. I'd love to. So, all right, so there's a couple things. He lost an arm. He lost his arm. He's very bitter about it, Mm. right? But he keeps making fun of Adam Bricker, the doctor, because he was a star pupil. Yes. And now he's up on the Lido deck yes. putting pab on people Does, with sunburns. And that right? happens throughout the, the That keeps hitting yeah. it. Okay. And, and it gets more and more overt and demeaning. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, like, Adam Bricker's like, well, uh, maybe I'll give you guys a tour of Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. And then he's like, I expected you to be a surgeon, not uh, a tour guide. Uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, in his face. Yes. Super overt, like, and, and, you know, uncomfortable and embarrassing, you know, and he just keeps beating on the fact that Bricker. And yet doctors do a lot of that shit to each other. Well, Bricker did deserve it. I mean, he's he's taken, (laughs) Bricker has had chosen this hedonistic lifestyle versus doing some real good when he had some potential. When I was running departments in the psychiatric hospital, I had had a hepatologist walk up to me and go, when are you going to be a doctor again? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's how she sees psychiatry and medicine in a psychiatric context. Yes. Well done. So um, she goes, you're such a good doctor. She said the same thing. You're such a good doctor. When are you going to come back? Well, he he kept ah. he, but he went he went further, which is you you know such a good doctor, and now you've turned into a cruise director. Yes, yes. essentially. Yes. So he kept pounding on him, which is legitimate. I was fine. I was I was fine with it, but it was so overt and 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 so loud in front of people that it just got really uncomfortable. But then. Then uh, he, Adam Bricker was at the doctor's table and he was getting verbally dressed down. Uh, no, sorry, the, the captain's, captain's table. table. Yeah. Captain's table. He once in a while was being verbally dressed down again by this guy every yeah. time. Yeah. And he notices his wife like opening a little pillbox uh. and taking some mother's little helpers or something. You know what I mean? And then there's another scene where the wife and the doctor who's perpetually bitter over the arm being lost. You know, I'm useless. There used to be a lot of that melancholy in these kind of things. Like who wants a one-armed surgeon, you know, and he'd walk into the next room, you know, Um, show her reaching down and taking more (laughs) pills. Right. And then at some point, she comes down to Bricker's office and she's like, I need a refill on this prescription and I need it now, you know, shaking and, he says, well, yeah, I think we got that down below. I don't know how the pharmacy works on the <laughs> ship, but he's got it down below. The thing that's always funny about Bricker, too, is nine out of ten episodes, he has no nurse. 
Right. But when they need a nurse, there's one. then there's a nurse. Yes. You know what I mean? So she'll come walking in and just the nurse is there. Mr. Bricker's not here. Dr. Bricker's not here right now. They're like, I've never seen this person. Yeah. Who is this person? And yeah. when he performs surgery, nurse the, there. there's the nurse and the anesthesiologist. But so she comes down and she's like, I need this filled. And he's like, whoa, uh, uh, boy, there's 50 of them in here. And it was filled just last week. And she's like, well, I spilt some in that fell over into the sink. You've probably heard it before. And I just had to flush them down. So I need a spilled in the toilet is the most common. Right. Report. I need a, I need a refill. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, that stuff's down below, I guess. I know, you know, in crates and, you know, down below in steerage or yeah. ballast or yeah. something. But he goes, oh, you know, I'll get to it. I'll have it by the end of the night, you know, end of the day. And she's like, oh, okay, but I, I, I could use it, you know, as fast as I can. Yeah. So she goes from on this shit for ostensibly years because this accident was years ago uh-huh. and the doctor, the one-armed doctor prescribed it to her, her husband. Oh, which a lot of that went on Because days too. she was having trouble sleeping, you know, after the car do, do accident they, they or whatever. they tell that story? They tell that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all of a sudden in the last day and a half, she's turned a full-blown <laughs> junkie, right? She's Jones and bad. Yeah. So then at some point, in the middle of the day, she comes back to Dr. Bricker's office, and now she's cold sweats and yeah. DTs and yeah. shaking and storms in. Oh, nurse. Oh, the yeah. Nurse. <laughs> yeah, there's the nurse. She storms in, and she's like, I'll break. All right, leave the medicine to the uh, Oh, I, Adam, Adam Bricker says to the doctor, I think there might be a problem with your yeah. with your wife. And he's like, stay out of my business. He said, leave it doctor. to the real doctor. Right, right. <laughs> right. He's not, right. not assholes like you. Can I help you? I have an appointment with the doctor. Oh, the doctor isn't in right now, and he didn't mention any appointments this afternoon. I'm early. I'll just wait in the examination room. Well, certainly. I guess that'll be fine. Boom. In her she face. goes into the cabinet, but the cabinet's just full of isopropyl and prongs and cotton balls. He's like trying to break Don't into worry. the cabinet. I'll uh, see the doctor. As if her medication's in that cabinet or right. whatever. Right. She comes out. She's ODing hard now. Anyway, Bricker comes in and explains, has to jump in and, you know, get his medical kit and give her a shot of something. And she's ODing and yeah. he has to sort of explain. Very modern story for the, that, that I, moment. I saw this coming. Yeah. You know, I, whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is her now. She's, she's collapsing, collapsing down the hall. Like, remember, the night before dinner, she was fine. Yeah. <laughs> she well, was she's fine. on med, to be fair. You can, oh, if you're on, on a bunch, you can get 12, 12, 24 hours, you can get big trouble. I don't feel very well. Right. What's the matter? In fact, they could have a seizure right there. Boom. Ow. Oh, it hurts. Oh, well, that's open. Can you walk? Bricker's going to. Bricker's going to. Help gonna. me, please. Go down to my office, ask the nurse for my medical Watch kit, this. and bring it to your cabin. Maybe all she needs is to lie down for a little while. Don't argue. Go. This is Bricker asserting himself yeah. now. He's in charge. Yeah. You love the Bricker story. All right. You got it. Look, we knew at the beginning Word that after it. eating shit for the first three acts that Bricker was going to snap into action yes, with his a, medical be the hero somehow. expertise. Yeah. All right. But now, tomorrow's show, I got to tell you about Hans Conry. Oh, we have no time. There's a whole. You have a story with Hans Conrad. I have a story with Hans yeah, Conrad. Literally, and I mean, his one family. Of the, one of the greatest voiceover actors of 
of all time. Of all time. I, I did a deep dive on him. I, he he was also in a lot of films. Yes. The 30s and 40s. All right. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. CB Live. Oh, that's January 5th and 6th. Two shows. Coming up then Solana Beach after that. That'll be uh, January 7th at Solana Beach. And uh, that'll be the belly up. Just go to mcrawl.com for all the live shows. What do you got, Drew? Doctor.com for the uh, family of podcasts. And we do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 3 o'clock at the streaming show. You can get a blast at drdrew.tv. So, till next time, Adam Crowley for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.